Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Clear out by 10 and extending on Captain Foxtrot, then Mr Hunter in a good back uh, gap to the others, but Petrarca has raced away. He's now in excess of 20 metres clear, getting further in front. He's going to win this by about 40, and it's Petrarca going on to score by a big margin. Roughly 40 metres. Second, Captain Foxtrot. Yeah, one of the highlights of the weekend for sure and certain. This young horse called Petrarca, just his third start, was able to make a mess of them, Chris. But not unexpected. Started to dollar a four there in the shaker maker the other night. What was the opposition like behind this horse? Uh, basically, they were, they were maidens. The horse that run second still yet to win. That was his fourth start. So he's still a maiden. The horse that run third, one start, one win. So it's probably a little premature to write them off, but it's hard to get a proper gauge on what he beat there on, on the weekend. So all you can do is win, Steve. He did precisely that. Won by a huge margin. Dan nailed it. It was 40 metres, the winning margin, and the time was super. So uh, looking forward to seeing uh, where they go next with him. He's very well related. Uh, full brother to uh, Treachery, the very good filly. That's also part of the Ember Stewart Clayton Tonkin stable. So they've got a lot to look forward to in the coming months. I certainly have. That is Petrarca. Our first guest is with us, Chris Mobile Rolling. Now, I want to catch up with Brad Watts. He had a great weekend, Steve, because we returned to racing here on Friday afternoon at Albion Park. And he was in the winner's circle with his horse, What's Up Sunshine. And then just over 24 hours later, he was able to take out the feature race at Menangalong Saturday night with What's Up Majestic. So it was a great weekend for Brad Watson. He's been kind enough to join us now. Brad, congratulations. Appreciate the time. My pleasure, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. Uh, let's talk about What's Up Sunshine firstly. We spoke with Ricky just recently on, on Mobile Rolling and he outlined that you guys came up with this plan to, to get him up to Queensland a little bit earlier. There were some nice races here for him and uh, it was good to get one there on Friday afternoon. Yeah, mate, it was great. I was, I was quite surprised um, for him to sit in the death and run that 55 last half and win. Just made a couple of my mates because I didn't tip him into the race. Um, but <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was absolutely thrilled that he could do that. And it's just, for me a sign of his maturity and development and his fitness and he's also a very happy horse to go with it. We know he's a horse that's got good ability. We saw him last year during the carnival and he ran some really good races but I think that's a key point that you, you, were, you, know, you just made there, maturity, because that wasn't an easy field there. Big Wheels is a feature race winner on his own right. Infatuation's going super, saving Major Percy's a horse that's in really good form. You sat park, handled them quite well, and and ran time to back it up. So that all goes well for the next uh, next couple of months. Yeah, look, he's in a great place, and I think, as you said, he did race in you know several feature races as a juvenile, and you know four group ones, and he was drew the car park on all four occasions. So I think you know if he'd had better draws, you'd have a better record. But look, we're very happy where he's at. Ricky does a great job, and. Obviously, Brittany and the Graham family looking after him at the moment, so a cheer out to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, would it be fair to say if there's a race that you could target for What's Up Sunshine this year, would it happen to be the rising sun during our Tab Constellations in July? Would that be the, the race that you want to see him feature in most? Oh, yeah, you'd love to have a horse in that, that race. He would... 
he would need to improve on where he's at and continue to improve to justify getting a start in a race like that. Um, I'm not one that just want to run my horses around in, in races just to make the numbers up. He'll go through his grades and hopefully he gets there and we'll also get him qualified from a stand and if his um, form warrants that maybe target something like the Redcliffe Cup down the track. Yeah, given the fact that that race has now doubled in prize money, worth 100000 it appeals now? Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic prize money. Um, and, you know, hopefully if he drew the front and, you know, could step away, you know, he's a, a very good leader, this horse. So, um, you know, if he, if he was in front, he'd be hard to catch. What's the gut feel? Do you reckon he would handle the stand start okay? Yeah, talking to Ricky, um, yeah, he's a very sensible horse. So we'll get him qualified and, you know, hopefully... He'll be able to ping away, and um, if he can do that, then then um, we'll target those sort of races. Okay. What does the rest of his campaign look like, Brad? Uh, does he stay here for a little longer? Does he even go back to Sydney? Because Ricky's due up, uh, you know, in, in, in the next couple of weeks. So what, what's the uh, immediate future with What's Up Sunshine? Yeah, look, he'll, he'll stay in Queensland um, for the foreseeable future, and Ricky will be up there in a few weeks to, for that um, carnival, and... Um, so he's nominated, I think, for this Friday. We'll see if he gets a run. And, um, yeah, he'll be staying there for a period of time. OK. Uh, I've got to talk about this trotter that won on Saturday night at Menangle because, in its own right, he was also really impressive. He's a, a proven feature race winner, so he's always had the ability, but uh, it was just good to see him get another feature race win there on the weekend. Yeah, it was great. Um, look, he's, he's very progressive and obviously a four-year-old now, and he's also nominated for a race in at Albion Park this Friday, so we'll see if we take him up there for that, but look, he's got to, he's got to step up now. He's at that grade, and um, he's certainly got ability. He's got to, you know, and hopefully he's an open-class horse moving forward. That's the plan with him anyway. Well, he's now a nine-times winner. He's got earnings in excess of $120,000, and I'm tipping with the... Uh, the feature trotting races during our carnival, they're going to be obvious targets for him as well? Definitely, yeah. He's going up there for them for sure. Um, and that's, you know, um, big congratulations to Queensland Racing for putting on those type of races, for trotters in particular. They have three group races three weeks in a row. It's fantastic. And um, he'll be there, certainly, um, fighting out those, those feature races. He's just got great speed, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he can he can run a quick quarter, and if you talk to Ricky, he's got you know very good point to point speed. So, um, and it's a big advantage as long as he trots, Chris. He's, he's always a good chance. Um, and yeah, you can't you can't replace having that speed, and he's certainly got abundance of that. Well, the bonus for you across the weekend, both of these horses that you raised, you also bred. So, how many have you got in your team right now? Yeah, look, they're the only two racing. Um, there's a two-year-old uh, relation to Majestic coming through. Um, and then there's a couple more after after him as well, another two Colts that'll come through. So, you know, and, we, and I bought one from the um, Nutrient Sales who's been broken in and he'll come back um, as a two-year-old. So there's five or six at the moment, but only these two racing. Okay. Do you do any sort of hands-on work with them yourself or do they all just go straight to Ricky? 
Mate, straight to Ricky. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I used to have a property where I'd smell them, but I don't have one any longer. So, you know, Ben started doing a great job with them um, when they're spelling, and and Ricky does all the work, and um, yeah, all the credit goes to him. How long have you been based with Ricky? Uh, a long time. I don't know, Chris. Maybe it's been in excess of ten years now. Um, yes. You know, and you know he's. As you can see from his recent success, he's really, you know, progressed as a trainer and, you know, he's a top-class trainer now. So, um, you know, and we have a very good relationship outside of that. So it's um, he does a wonderful job and the horses always come first, which is all, as an owner, you can ever ask. Excellent. Are you based in Sydney yourself? I am, yes. Yes, I'm based out uh, near Camden. I'm not far from Menangle, so... Um, yeah. All right, excellent. You like to get out and see the horses race when they're when they're competing, in particular at Menangle. Yeah, I try to. Um, most of the time, it, it's great. But I'm also a big believer in racing your horses where it's best for them and where they can, where they're best suited and can win. And I'll actually look forward to coming up this July for a couple of weeks and um, be there when, you know, particularly when Majestic's running around in the feature races. Okay, I'm going to ask. That was the next question. Will you be up during the carnival this year? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'll be coming this year. Um, as I said, Majestic will hopefully be in all those feature races, and and Sunshine will hopefully get there as well if he if he keeps progressing. All right, great stuff. Great weekend for you. You've only got the two racing at the moment. They're both successful. One at Albion Park, a feature race winner at Menangle. Looking forward to seeing more of these horses. Hopefully this Friday I'll be calling them again and uh, we'll see you during the carnival. Right, thanks, Chris. Thanks for your time. There's Brad Watts joining us. So uh, a big weekend for, for Brad with uh, What's Up Majestic taking that feature. That was the foundation final, the four-year-old Trotters foundation final at Menangle and What's Up Sunshine scoring a really strong win there on Friday afternoon. But Steve, there was a horse that probably went above and beyond everyone there on Friday afternoon. He was in the open class race. His name was Northview Hustler. And he's travelling at the turn, Northview Hustler. Northview Hustler by five metres. Black Sedan's holding second. Speeches Silver Deeper. Star Galleria even wider. But Northview Hustler has raced away into the home straight. Margin eight metres. Black Sedan second. Deus Ex third. Star Galleria Speeches Silver. But it's all Northview Hustler. And he roars away for an easy win. It's all Northview Hustler. Black Sedan's Deus Ex fourth. Certainly was. The and the trainer is with us now, Chris. Well, Hayden Barnes, he had the, uh, the winning drive there on Friday afternoon. He stopped the clock at 1.51.5. And the obvious and most important question we've got to ask Hayden first up, could he have gone quicker? Um, it's hard to say, to be honest. He did that pretty easy on, Saturday, uh, on Friday night. Oh, Friday there, sorry. And um, uh, it's hard to say. He does get going a bit when um, something gets near him. So he probably could have, yes. Well, he was easily the fastest time of the day, and that was our first meeting back on the new track following the flooding. So it's probably not even close to being at its peak condition, the track. So that just further emphasises how good this horse was on the day. Yeah, I think everyone knows when um, when he's spot on there, he's normally pretty sharp himself. So the track, I was still pretty happy with the track. It was probably a little bit loose, but he does seem to thrive when it is like that because he's sort of with his feet there and softer track it doesn't normally worry him too much 
Okay, I want to ask more about the track in just a moment, but just breaking down this performance of Northview Hustler. The first half, middle half, last half, you, you can't sort of find any holes in it. He's run the first half in 56-2, middle half in 57-4, last half in 55-5, and he looks so comfortable at every point of the race. Yeah, sort of the plan was to um, keep pressing on. Hopefully we'll get to the top. If not, just sort of sit there. But once the other horse there come up three wide, I thought, well, I may as well have a look at myself. And that was probably sort of the most impressive part, that he still rolled through that second split quite nicely. Mm. When that horse made that move three wide, Tommy Lincoln, um, it, it sort of forced your hand. But looking back, you would have been happy to sit park and really control and dictate terms from that position. I would have been happy to do that, yes. I, we sort of only ever sat parked out on Hustle once and sort of didn't work, but that was in a feature race. So I'm tipping he's probably a little bit braver now as well. So to try it, I would like to do it again just to see how he fares. Okay. Now, that was his first start for Jack Butler. So you've driven him more than most. Was that the best or the sharpest that he's ever felt? Um. Yes and no. He was still happy, like he was still strong after the line, which that I was happy with. But when he went 51.5 previously, he left out in 26, got home in 26, and he did that quite comfortably as well. Okay. Did he surprise you in his appearance there on Friday? Because you probably hadn't seen him for a, a couple of weeks at least. So did he look any different for you on, on Friday afternoon? Um, he sort of always looks... He's a magnificent-looking horse, and he's sort of always nice and dark and probably probably a little bit trimmer than what he normally is. That has him a little bit tubby. Was there any right. tweaking of gear with him at all? Uh, no, all the same. Okay, because he's, he's strapped up in the front there, isn't he? Did you hit his... Uh, no, he's got white boots on. Boots, is it? Yep. Okay. So with the Winter Carnival just around the corner, how excited are you now? Yeah, pretty excited. Hopefully, Brendan doesn't try and steal my drive on me. That would be um, <laughs> that'd be worse. But nah, I'm sure. He, like we all know, that he's going to improve off that. He doesn't normally take it. He normally takes a couple of runs to actually hit peak fitness. So to do that on his third start is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was simply breathtaking, and, and I've gone through all the other results, and you look at the sectionals and the way he went about it. He was by far and away the best. And like I said. First time we've raced on the new surface, and he's gone 51.5. So track record's 50.4, and he looked like he had gears left. He was just razor sharp. Yes, he was. It's, we all know what he can do, and, yeah, he was uh, very sharp indeed. Mm. I'm actually having a look now. I think if you go back, Chris, is it last December, he ran identical time one day in winning, 151.5. Mile rate. Yeah. He's a, he's a classy horse, and that was just superb there. And we're in that sort of unknown area, Steve. We've been talking about it for months now, who the number one free-for-aller is, and it seems to change each and every week, but I'll ask Hayden, do you think he could easily establish himself as the number one free-for-aller in the next couple of months? Uh, it's hard to say. If he comes from, say, sitting parked out or can come from behind, I'll nearly say yes, just because Geez, his record in front's pretty impressive. He doesn't really get beat very often, if ever. Mm. So, so he, yeah, you're right. Is he capable of coming off speed and, and being just as impressive? He has run a, a few good races coming off the speed. He's just, when you're getting home, probably a bit quicker or 
it is harder to come from behind, but he has run some pretty good races from behind, yes. Mm. And the current bunch of free-for-allers here in Queensland, it is fairly open. We seem to get that different winner. It, is it draw-dependent? I think so, yes. At a lot of the better ones have good gate speed, love to lead. So I think really it's whoever gets that draw each week would probably nearly be your winner, dependent on, obviously, sectionals and how much pressure, but... Yeah, it's very draw-dependent. What did Jack tell you when you come off? Or what sort of feedback did you give Jack when you come off the track there on Friday? Uh, I was I was pretty happy with him, and Jack was also pretty happy. He, he um, thought he was super, yeah. Yeah. They're just playing it cool at the moment. Yeah, we just see what happens, I guess, and see what he does next week or the week after. Okay. Can we start looking at races like the Reckliff Cup? It's worth $100,000. Can we start looking at some of these features in July, the the open class feature, Sunshine Sprint, Black Safari? How do you reckon he'll be by that stage? Um, I'm sure he'll be uh, pretty spot on by then. I'm not sure what races they're looking to target or I don't know what their plan is with him, but um, I'm sure whichever ones they have him targeted for, he'll be spot on for him. Okay. Here's another hypothetical that I want to pose to you. You mentioned your brother, Brendan. He was behind you with Deus Ex. He ran a good race in his own ride. He finished third there. If Deus Ex led and you were parked out with Northview Hustler, who gets the verdict? Um, I reckon that's a pretty tough one. He dropped some pretty quick uh, splits at Redcliffe the other week in front. So if you drop them at Redcliffe, who knows what you'll do in front of Albion. Okay. Have you spoken to your dad since the weekend? Uh, yes. Was he excited? Yeah, he was happy. That's the main thing. As long as dad's happy and sort of keep him happy, that's the main thing. Alright. Does he bark out any orders or does he let, uh, let Jack do his own thing? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm tipping he'd probably bark out some orders. He's pretty protective of the orders. Okay. Well, he's been an absolute marvel and he's been a marvel for some time. He's now an eight-year-old. He had the 108 starch, which I suppose when you sort of break it down, he hasn't been overly raced throughout his career, has he? No, he hasn't. Didn't have a lot of starts before he came over and then didn't really have a lot of starts here either as sort of we only got through one carnival with him before he did break down. So he sort of, yeah, he doesn't race very often. Is this right? He started in, in New Zealand. Did he win about five of his first six starts thereabouts, Chris? I see. Did he debut December 2016? Would that be right? Yeah, he, he was with Ray Green. Ray, of course, had uh, the likes of Copy That, or he still got Copy That. He used to train King of Swing. He's had so many good horses, Ray Green. So he was always a very highly regarded horse in New Zealand. So uh, they decided to, to send him to Australia. They sent him over to uh, Alistair Barnes, Hayden's father, and uh, he's been here ever since. And uh, his biggest win today would be the Flashing Red. Would I be right in saying that, Hayden? Yes, first up. That was his biggest win, yep. All right. But this year, it could be a little different. He might be able to extend on that record. Let's hope so. We sort of wanted to win another one since then. And I think we've run second and thirds a couple of times, but haven't quite done it. Okay. I really appreciate the time and the update. Just with the track on Friday, you said it was just a little bit loose. So obviously still consolidating? Yeah, it is a little bit. They, I know they were rolling it after the meeting as well to just compact it a little bit more. But it, all in all, the track was pretty good still. Okay, were you happy to be back there? Uh, yep. Yeah, a bit shorter right. drive.
<laughs> that's the main thing. Saves on fuel. It's expensive. Yeah, that's it. Fuel. I know. All right. Well, I really appreciate the time. Best of luck with Northview Hustler for the rest of this campaign. All right. Thank you. It's a tax deduction, though, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> well, surely. Surely. <laughs> he plays it smart, it would be. So. Yeah. Yeah, but he was so impressive there, Steve. And uh, I know there was a lot of people that were just saying 51.5 on that track, you know, knowing that it's nowhere near right, the track. So it's exciting. And uh, Jack Butler, I spoke with Jack, and he was he was pleasantly surprised with how easy he did it and uh, thrilled with the way he came through the race. So that's a, a good thing going ahead because he's had his fair share of issues along the way. So um, he's had a few little niggles with his hooves and uh, with his joints. So... Um, but, you know, he was just perfect there on Friday and he delivered a stunning win. So looking forward to seeing when he goes up against Turn It Up. So um, that's going to be a, a good clash when they lock horns in the coming weeks. Chris, just with Spirit of St. Louis, uh, obviously he's resting. But do you know what they might look at next with him before a possible Queensland campaign when he makes his step out? Will it be in Queensland or we have a couple of pipe openers down south before heading north? Or oh, I think they'll be looking at giving him a start or two down in Sydney. I'll have to check the calendar, but the Lensmith Mile could easily be an option. Normally, in years gone by, the Lensmith Mile comes just before our Queensland Carnival. So those that are heading to Queensland normally stop off in Sydney or fine-tune their uh, campaign with the run in the Lensmith Mile. So that would be an obvious target if they still have it around late June. But I'll have to check the calendar yeah. with him. But um, yeah, there's a few options for him down yeah, it's there a bit like before what I was he comes up. Saying with the All Age Stakes, a great pipe opener for Queensland. They normally use that at some for as a springboard into the Hollandale and the the Durban Cup. Dan, Cos yeah. Uh, yeah, our next guest is with us to give us a few selections. All right, racetrack Ralphie is about to join us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Okay, our first Tuesday meeting back at Albion Park for some time after that uh, return on Friday afternoon. Were you happy with the, the way the track played there on Friday? Oh, Chris, I think it was fantastic. And when Northview Hustler ran that 151.5, um, the track's it's still got a way to consolidate. Now, I can see them run. I, I'll say they'll post 149 over the carnival. Okay. So you think the track record will go? I think so. I think it'll go very early in the carnival and uh, it might even get lowered as it goes on. When do you reckon the power will be back on? <laughs> uh, I think by the end of did. this week, by the end of the week, I'm going to say, I think we'll have a, we've got Friday racing here again. We're at Rectif on Saturday night, but I think by next week, we'll have night racing back here at Albion Park. Well, fingers crossed. I'm calling it early. So there you go. We'll see. We'll see. Now, we need a winner for today. We've got uh, nine races on the program. Where is our best bet? Look, I'm, I'm going in race five, number seven, Melton Beach. He's a talented three-year-old. He, he's returning to the creek today, and he'll just love that. He wasn't suited at all or comfortable in his last start at Redcliffe, so the bigger track today will be much more to his liking. Um, the draw is an obvious... It's obvious it's a hurdle to overcome being on the outside, but that's why we might get the good odds today. The race does look fairly open on paper, and this guy deserves another chance. He's from the uh, Turpin McMullen uh, camp. And uh, Pete, back last week, was uh, from a uh, enforced layoff. And he had three trebles last week to his name. So he's on fire. Um, so I'm prepared to nominate him as an each-way bet. Race five, number seven, Milton Beach. 
Okay, so race five, number seven, each way, Melton Beach, and that's the first leg of the quaddy. But the quaddy looks fairly difficult today. There's a few open races there in the middle of the program. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I think if you can if you can mix a few of them up, you're going to get a decent result, which hasn't been the the case in the in the past week or so. Okay, well we'll play at race five, number seven, Melton Beach each way. Ralphie, as always, really appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside. Okay, thanks, Chris. There's racetrack Ralphie joining us. So his best bet each way, race five, number seven, Melton Beach. Just having a quick look at the calendar, Steve. Here I can't find that race. Uh, the uh, the lead-up race. But there is the J.D. Watts uh, Memorial, which is a $30,000 uh, Group 3 free-for-all at Menangle, which comes up in early June. So that could be a potential target for uh, Spirit of St. Louis before he heads to Queensland. But I'm sure uh, they'll be able to find the right races for him. So when he arrives in Queensland, he'll be ready to go. Excellent, Chris. Thanks. Look forward to it, Steve. Nine races, and uh, we'll be back on air tomorrow. We've got plenty to get through tomorrow, so there'll be plenty of news to pass on as, as well. Always something to talk about. Thanks, Chris.